For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Okay. So what's going on? I'm doing good, man. Uh, just had to eat some pizza and take a shit. But, uh, dude, Damn. I uh, did like a really, really, really deep dive. Been following you for years, but. Man, yeah, you are, I appreciate that, man. You are fucking uh, all that in a bag of chips. You're cool, man. You are real. And, and uh, we're not. I try, be, I try to be as real as possible. I mean, I mean, like at the beginning of my UFC career, it was a little bit like, uh, I don't know, man. Conor McGregor was just shining like a star at that point, and they needed somebody to go into the flyweight division and uh, and stir things up a little bit. But I kind of went too far with Ian. But with all of that uh, other stuff aside, I feel like, yeah, it's, it's been a pretty interesting process, this, <laughs> this whole fighting thing, man. It's, it's definitely uh, a different outlook than what um, I've been expecting. But, I mean, I'm still happy to be in this game. You can't be going too far with somebody's nickname, Uncle Creepy. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like... Uh, that's great. That was during the 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 change in the Me Too era, but um, uh, yeah, definitely can. Uh, the UFC is not uh not gonna allow Uncle Uncle Creepy to get fights anytime soon. But uh, I, I guess we're rolling, man. We're doing it Rogan style. You know, we were gonna do a yeah. pretty, but I'll add the bells and whistles later. We're being joined by Jared Brooks, the underscore Monkey God. Uh, Jared, let's start with your name. Um been following you forever do you have a batman origins type of story were you chased by monkeys and now you have a uh like a monkey chess plate or something like is there a reason uh, you drive a monkey mobile like what what's the origin behind the name man uh, like I, I get asked this question so many times I'm sorry. but I'm sorry. like no 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 no, no. It, it, it's absolutely fine but um uh, i don't really I don't really know, bro. It just came out the blue. <laughs> I mean, my, my manager used to call me Spider Monkey, and because uh, I would go, I go, I can go against bigger guys. I feel like when I roll against bigger guys, then I'm a lot, uh, I'm, I'm a lot better. But uh, yeah, they, they always tell me that my strength is like I'm like a 250 pound guy. So, I mean, if you want to encompass into that, I mean, there's been stories about how my name has been 
you know, made up or something like that. <laughs> there isn't really an origin story. It's just, I'm the monkey god, man. That's how it goes, baby. New world. He was raised by monkeys. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's got to be something, man. You're you're very modest. You're a cool guy. You're obviously an amazing athlete. A peaking I'm really into Hanuman. Athlete. I'm really into like um, the monkey god. Like, cause at the at the point in time in my fighting career, I was I was really into different types of religions and stuff like that, and studying and and manifesting that into whatever you know I could bring it upon. And uh, monkey god just just popped up and i was like well my manager already calls me the spider monkey he wants me to go with that nickname and then i seen that there was a lot of other people with the name spider monkey and i was just like i'm way better than those guys i'm gonna call myself the monkey god <laughs> well let's stay with that man again we're being joined by jared brooks fights friday i believe with the time difference in america one championship next generation three thra or i think it's blah but we'll call it thra on bleacher report hey. live it's a great app. It's easy to navigate. Please, guys, watch this fight. Jarrett's in peak physical condition. I'm sure his opponent, Lito Ottawang. Damn, dude. This is that flyweight or lightweight? What the hell is going on over there? What are they feeding know, you guys man. in Singapore? I don't know, bro. They're, they're just... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But um, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. One one is a definitely uh, the, the most professional promotion I've been in. Uh, the way that they run things, man. Um, I've just been in this hotel room just for <laughs> for like two days, chilling. Just got here two days ago. About to about to get this fight done. Do you have a uh, video games or Netflix, or is it just like uh, masturbation on the regular? I came. I came here ill prepared. But Jack you came where? That, but Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. What are you so. jacking? <laughs> oh, no, I'm saying Jack and Jill. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh my no, God. Uh, I, I like to I like to sustain sustain abstinence. Okay, and uh, yeah, I'm all about that life. I don't really uh, I don't really do the do a lot. Were you raised religiously? Was I? <laughs> no. Were you raised religiously? <laughs> no, nah, bro. I'm just kidding. I get. I get. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, no, because you mentioned spiritual, uh, mentioned the, the gods. I was like, I was like all <laughs> right. We got... You are great. Uh, I, 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 pre- I like how this, how this interview is going. I appreciate it, brother. I was like, we got a, we got a Corey Sanhagen on, on, <laughs> on the hand right yeah. now. I mean, I respect it. it. It's whatever, you know, get you through the days and the nights and get you through the weeks, especially in a time like this. Uh, personally speaking, Grew up Catholic, even though my name is Isaac Feldman, as Jewish as Jewish gets. Like, no joke. I, I was confirmed. I didn't have a bar mitzvah. It, raised Catholic. I am Jewish by name. It, that I believe my name gets me jobs. But then they hire me. Like, Where the fuck are you from? And then to marry my wife, I had to get christened because she's Orthodox Christian in her country. So I'm all three. I am dying right now. Um. You, uh, you, you, um, did stuff with the UFC before, um, in terms of interviews, like, yeah, like, like asking Dana questions and stuff like that. Yeah, that's actually, well, it wasn't with the UFC. I worked for a three letter network. Uh, it was a pretty prominent network there. That's where I'm at now. It's, it's CBS. 
Uh, Dana she White did, yeah. came in studio. Uh, it was before UFC 205, uh, right when I assume you guys were in uh, conversations talking about Uncle Creepy around that time. It was uh, November yeah. 2016. Dana White came in studio. He hinted at a Floyd fight with us uh, on the podcast and broke news and then the rest is history and now i get to talk to you sons of bitches often and i love it because i've trained martial arts obviously not on your level man not obviously on the monkey god or somebody who's been undefeated in high school wrestling has a beautiful mixed martial arts career who's ragdolling ufc flyweight champions everybody recognize holy shit go watch the highlight of him ragdolling devison figueredo like freaking suplex style beautiful takedowns I, i'm not on that level but uh i am in the mix yeah, since, and it, since it, we're having this kind of interview i'll let you know something about like uh davison and like the stuff that was going on before that fight um i i was messaging him something like you know i was just trying to get in his head wasn't trying to like put it out into, to the public because i mean there wasn't really any brazilian people like paying attention to what i had to say um but I, I was trying to get into his head personally and he he was just sending he sent me like like two pictures of this dude that just has a really long schlong. <laughs> Is it the black guy at the edge of the bed? Yeah, it's that. I don't know if I should ever release the, I mean I, now I'm saying it. You said it's it, it what do we call it? Uh, uh... Sharon's story time. I forget what comedian does story time. No, Bert Kreiser, the guy with the no shirt, story time or yeah, secret time. Yeah. The secret time, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Rashad Evans, the we were on Radio Row, the freaking connection went zoo. Nothing could be recorded. He goes, Hey, you want to see a picture of my dick? And he shows me that photo. I was like, Rashad, really? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude, I, I was like, I nah. wish I could use that. <laughs> I'm sure there's a white version out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. But, uh, <laughs> but but back to that story, he keeps on he keeps on calling me my gay. He's like, he's like, he's like, you coming to Brazil yet, my gay? And I'm like, what is going on? What are you saying right now? And he would. Uh, now, it obviously well, didn't first, intimidate you. Uh, no. Uh, I sent him a picture of uh, of Donald Trump with a little with a little winky, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much all I sent him back. But he uh, he seems like a cool guy, had, though, he right? He had a trash talk. He was a funny trash talker. That's for okay. sure. He's hilarious. He seems like a cool guy. You talk about his gas tank, he might get offended. But you talk about uh, uh, dongs, little or big, he seems like a cool guy. <laughs> I mean, he's a fucking hair salonist. Like, you can- yeah. I wish I would have known that at the time. <laughs> I wish I would have known that at the time. I'm pretty pissed off. I, I like UFC champion is just the fucking. I know, man. Oh, I know man. how you feel with hair. Apparently, the the quote with you and uh, Lito Adewang, your opponent, in a couple of days on the one championship next generation again, we're being joined by Jared Brooks at the underscore Monkey God. Apparently, you got some uh, some fetish with hair, man. You wish he would you would have known about his salon background and now you're chopping off mullet. Oh man, I, yeah. I, I guess I guess, man. Um that's that's hilarious. Um but yeah, Lito, 
uh, Lito, he, he got a little <laughs> offended when I talked about cutting off his bullet. Uh, I was just, I was literally kidding about it. Uh, but at the same time, I, I do kind of feel bad because I know that his culture, his, uh, the warrior aspect of that was through a mullet. And I didn't know that until oh, we're back I, to religion. I, until that samson but we all we all come from different places you know what i'm saying we all come from different cultures and lives so um at the end of the day this is war and i'm i'm sorry that i said that about your culture but at the same time uh, i'm here to take you out yeah and uh i don't know if the, i didn't see obviously the full interviews i saw the awesome uh beautiful promotion they got the hip-hop track under you guys talking shit showing highlights not really talking shit you're just talking about a mullet and it's in text like i, I have these arguments i have to add on twitter like emojis because there's difference text and words he did say he was gonna eat you he did yeah. say he's gonna eat you if i'm weighing the it's a little stairs, weird it's a little weird to me he, he, he's a little weird to me saying he's gonna eat me i would say he crossed the line i mean this isn't, this isn't figueredo you're my gay or something it, it's it's not that you're my gay. it's not that line he hasn't gone to that line oh, oh my goodness how is the training camp brother you look phenomenal ah oh, it's good man um i put in a lot of work in a little bit of time um uh, you know, I usually, I work four days a week at a dispensary. Um, no shit. I, I'm literally a greeter. Yeah, I'm literally a greeter. Um, so I just, I train in my spare time right now, um, which I've never done. It's my first job ever because of COVID. I was fighting in Japan and then Japan just shut down and I'm not fighting in the U.S. under four bands. You know what I'm saying? Like you get, <laughs> you get paid like 25 bands and then you're expecting you know all these other promotions to give you you know that kind of money but i mean the the weight is is worth it at the end of the day you know but um but yeah don't get me wrong i had a couple of fights in between that but um the problem was is covid covid just completely screwed screwed the pooch up as far as um as far as getting fights but i've been training my ass off I've literally been training almost every day. Uh, you know, in and out of work, just trying to, to keep, you know, um, I'm, I'm when it comes down to, um, to when we get in the circle, I'm going to take it very personal and I'm, uh, I'm going to try to get him out as soon as possible. Now I, it's funny. Uh, the, the contrast. I just spoke to a fighter who's two and two in his amateur career, who's been on the match with guys who've went to Cornell and wrestling. And I'm a, what we, I'm not a, I don't, I'm not the hipster of wrestling. I know like the Dakes, the Burroughs, yeah. uh, Jenkins, like I, I've even found oh, out yeah. locally, uh, Chris Wade was a state champ. Like I'm, I'm getting into wrestling more, getting into boxing more. I'm learning about it. He attributes everything, his workmanlike attitude, his just modest attitude, just the lunch pail, do my job day in and day out, whether that's construction. Again, he's early in the game or whether that's on the mats and training and just grinding out and trying to avoid grinding his body to dust. But he attributes it from obviously people he grew up with, but also an extensive wrestling background. And my man, you have one of the best resumes 
yeah, uh, in active MMA today. Uh, would you say that this confidence, cause you seem extremely cool, man. I'm talking to this kid. He, he's fighting in February. You're cooler than him. I'm sorry, Theodore. You're cooler than him. And you're about 48 hours to your fight, man. Where, where does this come from? The, the coolness, the confidence, is it just simply that you worked your ass off and you got the goods? Uh, you know, at a young age, I don't want to seem like it's so hard not to seem like a like a douchebag. I know, but right? It really is. <laughs> it's so hard not to come off as a douchebag. But, um, <laughs> but you know, as I feel like I've lived a diff, way different life than uh, a lot of other people. Um, and, and it's not privileged, that's for sure. Um, I, I've, no Dana I've White privilege through, over there? Um, no, no, it isn't even, it, it, it's just life period, you know, like, uh, like the way I, I, I put myself up, like it, it's like Bane, you know, off of Batman. It's yes. like the, the dude, that dude, that dude was in the, the darkness until, you know, he made it out and then he made it out and, you know, he'll, he's cool still, but he's about his business. And, you know, I, I keep a, I keep a, a, a thin shade on my face but when you're in the cage with me it's completely different and um and i i know that just because you know people like my dad know that my dad knows deep down inside my brother knows deep down inside the the person that i am and the person i'm capable of or the people that have rolled with me or the people that have you know been in my been in my corner or been in the practice room with me um those are the people that that really know me deep down inside and they're like damn yeah this this guy is for real this guy is you know the person that he claims to be and um the, the true believers are the, are the ones that i keep by me and um I mean, you know i like the people that don't believe also <laughs> i absolutely love that uh that's what motivates me that's what that's what fuels me but um but they haven't lived like they like me for sure i mean they they might live in you know uh very hard countries stuff like that but um in the way I've, I've grown up it's completely different it's completely different yeah there's been some again we're being joined by jared brooks in a couple hours uh, i have to figure out exactly what time or day it is uh jared is a very humble modest and nice guy for rolling with the punches there was a whole uh freaking wazoo behind the scene going on uh, or there was a whole Kalamazoo mm -hmm. shout out to the Michigan going on in the background, uh, with the figuring out the time difference. I'm an idiot. He's smart. He's fighting Lito Ottawang, one championship, <laughs> next generation three. We are live. Please take this as a compliment, please. I had the pleasure and the honor of speaking to one Colby chaos Covington in studio in person. Before yeah. UFC 225 fight against Rafael Dos Nachos. I've never said that until now to give him some tip his hat. His father was there. His father has the USA tattoo on his calf. His father's a big support. It seems almost if Colby was in a different era, he'd be just like an amazing soldier. In my opinion, I feel that he wasn't exactly true to himself in the beginning or where he currently is. They say that he was maybe a one to two to three personality. And then all of a sudden he becomes this eight, nine, 10 personality. This is no knock on Colby, but I believe yeah. you're doing it. The down the middle, the balance, you're speaking your truth. 
You're obviously getting it done in the cage. Obviously, Colby gets it done. You get it done. But I believe Colby's wasting too much time. I believe it's just ah, you can just burn so much energy trying to come up with these wonderful nicknames. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, we benefit from the entertainment, but I think he's losing a little steam in his fights. It's a trickle down effect. It, it may not be easy to see because that's what it'll do to you. An extra interview. You, my man, have, as the kids say, keeping it 100 from day one, calling out people, ragdolling them. You, you live the true life. And I believe we're learning a lot about folks like Joe Rogan, who was the kumbaya weed smoker with Elon Musk. Now he's trying to take down networks and uh, be a, a, an ultimate contrarian. We're learning about a lot about Hawani. He leaves ESPN. Now he's heel wanting. Now he's starting beefs. Now he's cursing for his first time. Oh, where the fuck was that five years ago? My man, Jared Brooks, and I try, I try my best to live by this. You live your truth, brother. And I just want to say well, thank, thank you. you for I appreciate that, man. Well, and thank you. You're going to be a champion, my man. I believe it's all part of the journey. People may look uh, at Joshua, Joshua Posse knows what's up. I think, he, uh, I think he's, he's upset on, uh, you know, Joshua Posse. Is it T-A- uh, What's his last name? Pascio? It's a P-A-C-I-O. Um, dude, I mean, all uh, one championship, man. They, the, as far as the lighter weights go, I, they, they're really exciting. Been watching, um, watching some of the uh, the commentating is great. Miss Chilson and uh, and Michael uh, Michael Chavello, uh, those guys are, are great. Watching uh, watching them as well, um, but. You know the the lighter weight classes, man. They're they're really killing the game right now, and it's really fun to guys. And uh, I'm almost fans of, of the guys I'm gonna be fighting. But um, but I, yeah, I think that you know, like people like Joshua Pasiao and stuff like that. I think that I can I can really beat him, and it's it's really exciting to know that I could beat him and possibly, just possibly, maybe move up and fight Adriano Moraes. Or Demetrius, or King Dan King My goodness, man! You put on a fantastic performance, which I believe you will. Lito Adewang is saying that oh, he's wrestled wrestlers before. He he uh, survived grapplers in his previous fight. When I say that guy was like that guy was like thirty nine. Mexican was thirty nine years old. He's thirty nine. I see you, man. You're trying to be modest right now. You got that like poker grin that you got like an ace king and then all of a sudden the whatever, like an ace king, uh, two kings came out and an ace in the flop and you're like, hey, hey, Lito, <laughs> I am not I am not mistaking Lito of anything, man. That guy is ridiculous. That guy is like, like probably one of the most exciting fighters that you can you can watch in one. Great answer. So. He uh, he's gonna be a test. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna sugarcoat shit about that. But at the end of the day, I'm a I'm a huge test for him compared to him being a minimal test for me. Were you serious about the manifest stuff? I manifest everything, my man. You know if you won this fight already. I'm I'm I dude that's you feel that, war coming that, that, you feel that's you're gonna God I'm not God I, I would call myself the monkey God 
but I am not God. I am not the all creation. I am uh, I am not the way that time speak. Anything can happen. I knocked myself out. Remember that? Unfortunately, yes. And you have knocked yourself out of the interview, Jared. Come back. Come back. Typing to you. Folks, Jared Brooks, if you don't know, you should know. Check out his resume. This guy is the future at a flyweight. He won't say it, but I will say it. I believe God tests those that can be tested. And Jared was tested every step of the way of his MMA career. Fought Eric Shelton, an Ultimate Fighter 24 alum in his UFC debut. And the Ultimate Fighter 24 had... Tim Elliott on it. Uh, that's actually all I remember outside of, oh, Matt Schnell, Eric Shelton, um, Benavides and Cejudo were the coaches. But in his debut, people don't understand this. Flyweights are the most technical fighters in the world. You've probably heard this from Brendan Schaub or Joe Rogan that if Demetrius Johnson was 205 pounds, he'd be the best fighter in the world. Do you know why they say that? Not to be different, but I believe they say it because his technique is beautiful. His footwork is beautiful. His wrestling, the amount of energy that you use for a move is beautiful to conserve it. And Jared Brooks is talking about knocking himself out. What that is in reference to, and I, I hope he comes back again, follow him at the underscore monkey god jared brooks this guy is he's a better person than a follow uh, i know i will always say oh he's a great follow but he's a better person and his personality comes out in the cage on the mic after the cage as it should be as it should be you should be able to promote front back middle all ends of the fight on fight night press conferences are fun but it's it's in the middle of the fighters cutting weight the show and hoopla the fun part is fight night and jared brooks is one of the best to watch one of the best to perform on fight night As he referenced his 
knockout of himself. I think he was trying to to steal a baseball term, hit a six-run home run when that's impossible. You can only hit a grand slam. And in Jared Brooks' fight against Jose Torres, you're like, oh, he lost by knockout. Oh, man, he must have been dominated, must have had uh, poor footwork judgment, must have been bullied around on the fence, must have lost many grappling positions and exchanges. But that is far from the truth. He was dominating the fight. Actually had Jose Torres in the sky above his head. Went to go for the monster slam. And instead of knocking out Jose Torres, he ended up hurting himself. But I believe Jarrett has learned from that moment and that fight. I saw that Jarrett. I, I saw that that fight against Jose Torres. That dude, yeah. to steal a baseball term, and you knocked yourself out of the interview. By the way, like literally, as you're saying it, you you, you knocked yourself out of the interview. I was like, I was like, is this guy serious? Like his timing is fucking amazing. <laughs> But to steal a baseball term, no worries, no worries to steal a baseball term in that fight. It seemed like you were trying to hit a six run home run, and that's obviously impossible. I don't know if you know grand slams are only four runs, but that was true that maybe you're doing too much. Yeah, I was. I was trying to completely unleash all of my tools in one basket and it just uh, backfired on me for sure. Um, I, I, I thought I was, I was completely, you know, utterly destroying him and it really wasn't, uh, it, it really wasn't like, it was something in the back of my head that was just like, yeah, do, do like almost like a backflip with him on your shoulders. And you've, and, you've uh, done it before many times for people who may not know you've successfully manhandled men, grown ass men, throwing them around. Yeah, I've almost done backflips with people. Like, uh, they call it the Canadian destroyer, but... Wait, you serious about this? You, like, landing on your feet? Um, not not landing on my feet necessarily, but using using his shoulder... On top? They would be on the, like... I'm trying to... Almost almost using his shoulder or using my back to manipulate either a knockout or to just try to roll through and end up on top and look <laughs> like you had a crazy slam. But um, can you do a backflip like without yeah. anyone? Yeah, easy. Oh, shit. You're going to heaven then. They say anybody who could do a backflip goes to heaven. <laughs> That's great. I'm working I on it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to I'm going to try to work my way up to heaven. Not God anytime will. soon. Not any- <laughs> yeah, God willing. I'm, I'm punching people in the face every day. <laughs> now, I'm going to go even deeper down the, the darkness. Yeah, what's up, man? It doesn't matter where it- No, not, not, not the Bane origin darkness. <laughs> Dude, yes. you, in your next fight coming off a loss, which is self-inflicted, with the, which is the craziest thing. It's like maybe the UFC matchmakers weren't watching the fight. Maybe Silva was still around at the time. Who knows? Short notice, you pick up the call. You dominate Roberto Sanchez. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, it doesn't work out. 
the division was in flux literally at that time, even during the presser during Dillashaw and uh, Cejudo, the division was in flux. And it seemed like yeah. Cejudo had to go over the top. Uh, he, he literally brought a snake on the stage. Like he, he went over the top uh, short, uh, long story short, the division is saved, but man, you were literally in the midst of all this an upside down division. You're dealing with adversity on many fronts. I believe that, sorry to make it religious on you again. God tests those that can be tested. My man, you are being tested and you are thriving, not just surviving. You are thriving through these times. I believe you're going to be a champion, man. I see it. You are strong-willed. You have amazing (laughs) mental fortitude. You have the Rona. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> don't say that over here man don't kill my ass <laughs> okay guys joke lol lol don't do that too loud while you're in this hotel room okay <laughs> then my point is uh do you believe you were built for this to see see the world see many organizations and then kind of get the respect because I didn't have respect at CBS. I finally feel respected by NBC, a different league, a different organization. I'm being promoted. I'm not fighting anymore to get my name out there. I am who I am from day one. The respect is there. Do you feel that it's like maybe this had to happen? Some of the changes along the way? Um, at, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I, I I'm kind of glad that you know, the fights were, were falling off and I had to go through all of that to actually see that I, I am truly happy without fighting, you know, and that, that is a, that is a huge thing that I thought that I could never get over, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, without fighting, I'm, I'm still happy. I'm still a happy individual. and, And I think that that's a huge thing that, needs to be going through fighters heads because a lot of fighters have a lot of mental health issues and I was uh I was dealing with mental health issues uh in the UFC and right when I got cut in the UFC so um dealing and seeing what the the real life was outside of fighting because I've been doing this my whole life that this is my first job that I've ever worked in my whole life and it, it feels great to one have stability underneath me to where I can, I can build my money from the camps and then push that on because, you know, uh, it's very hard to find, you know, sponsors around, around the area, especially, but, uh, but yeah, doing that has, uh, has, has made me feel like I'm a, I'm a self-made man. I, I can be a self-made champion. I can do this by myself if I have to. Um, but the, the main driving goal is just, um, in the back of my head it's my dad my dad always pushes me and he's always you know been that guy in the back of my head like like no you you made this choice you're going to keep on going with it and you aren't going to stop until you get to where your goal is and if he sees me slipping off then he'll be on my ass again and uh I got to give great kudos to to James in that time off my coach James Lee he um you know, the, the whole, you know, I, I, I can have mental breaks all the time. Fighters have mental breaks. They just, you know, they don't feel good in practice one day. And then they're just like, damn, I suck kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, but yeah, my coach is always just like, no, motherfucker, you're going to win. 
you're gonna you're gonna come out and you're gonna do what you have to do to win and win 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 just manifesting that in my head every day you know and so that's a that's a big key on to uh onto where i am and he's oh james always had my back ever since i moved to michigan i moved to michigan just for james james went to, we were in chechnya and that was the first time he ever coached me you went the first to time i fought in chechnya yeah for oh, for akmat yeah oh wait. I, oh wait i don't know if you saw it. the the thing on hbo special it was like hbo real sports i have the, no idea who's the uh he, the, who's the owner uh that's the president of chechnya bro the guy who wears the sweatsuits he's like a stand he, uh, yeah like like he has sweatsuits he has this thing on top of his head all the time he has a big he's beard he's kind of chubby he's the president of chechnya Oh my God. Were you nervous? Literally. All right. So this is crazy. Uh, this is another, another like direction we're going, but I'll, I'll, I'll go down this direction. It's kind of a crazy story. So yeah, James, James, I needed a, a coach to go to Chester with me. So James is just like, fuck it. I'll go with you. <laughs> you know, my manager knew, knew him really well. And I, I met him once in Las Vegas and um, <clears throat> we end up, uh, we end up, going there and the flight wasn't too bad it was like maybe like 10 hours something like that and um we end up having to take a, another flight there and you know it's starting to get a little bit more sketchier i'm seeing guys with you know ak's standing outside of <laughs> or ars whatever standing outside of the airport and i'm just like well like, damn this like, isn't jet blue like this is, this is pretty crazy yeah <laughs> and then uh it, it started getting a little bit scarier when we were in the van to, to go to the, the hotel. You know the movies where they put the, the black thing over? Everybody? Yeah. Like, it wasn't anything like that. Like, you were, we were one step a handful of fires, but they uh they would stop us every checkpoint, like, every 20 minutes. And it was just dudes with ARs. And I'm just like, damn, what if these are Cheshire Rebels or something like that? And they just chop our heads off because we're American. And yeah, like that, that was something definitely running in my head. And then, uh, at the weigh-ins, um, they were all dancing. They were doing that, like, like crazy Chesnian dancing, like, like Twitch dancing, like the Valentina Chevchenko dances okay. and shit. Okay. Yeah. They're doing These were men doing it or women. There's a big difference. Men, men and women. Okay. Take your men pick. and women. They, they have like, they have like these troops of kids too, that like, like do like, uh, synchronistic dancing and stuff like that. But um, but there was like a, a, a dance circle. There was like somebody, we, there was a circle and then somebody would just come in and just go hard, you know? And then the president comes in, he just, boom, just killing shit. And then- uh, And everybody and then, has to like applause probably even harder, like Kim Jong-un, like if he was there, yeah. it's like- Yeah, and I'm already like, like very energetic. I'm trying to steal the energy of the room, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm around all of these like, like, fighters and stuff like that and usually if you could steal steal everybody's energy in the room then you're gonna you're gonna perform you know what i'm saying so i'm just I, i'm just stealing the energy of the room and uh then one dude was just like go out there go out there and i was just like all right <laughs> went out there i i did a windmill into a head spin and they went insane absolutely insane it's like, they, it's like they it's like they never seen it in their whole life they they were they're going that crazy I miss, and, uh, you do this in your fights <laughs> huh you do this in your fights no man i i do 
the problem with that is is uh you know you've got to, in my head you've got to finish in order to uh to do something crazy like that you know yeah michelle pahara uh, does it if he makes weight <laughs> yeah, I, know. Like, okay. I know i just don't i like i don't know man i'm i come from from indiana to where people are just i don't know it's like if you if you're you're a show off if you show your capabilities you know what i'm saying and and that's kind of how america is a little bit too but it's not like like i've been to other countries and they really they really endure like when I, you know, put myself to my limit to where I actually am, like where my energy is naturally lying, because I have to dumb it down for people usually, you know, that's probably is again, this is what I was speaking about, man, you're being yourself. I heard an uh, amazing quote, somebody said, I want to be surrounded by people who have the courage to be themselves. And it's like, I grew up with a bunch of people who v-necks spray tans slicked hair long island new york strong island you know there's a bunch of ally quintas walking around or yeah. al ya quinta as he yeah, told me who, who you who the fuck you think you're talking to <laughs> not bad not fucking bad you're getting there you're getting there you're fucking yeah, getting, getting there <laughs> you need to fucking talk like this yeah not fuck. well now you now you turned it into like boston it's like yeah hey, <laughs> how we doing yeah guy huh what it's a, the bill burr <laughs> It's a lot choppier. The Bill Burr, yeah, that's great. Jersey Bill Burr has the, the, the most Boston accent ever. Burr, uh, Jersey sound like Long Islanders, but they don't take showers. <laughs> Ooh, shots fired. Dude, Frankie Edgar tried to come at my boy Aljo. They were trying to do a fight maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, Alger Bay Sterling? Yeah, and uh, yeah. And the pleasure of speaking with uh mr edgar and i was like no 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 i was like <laughs> frankie i'm sorry i love you you're my guy northeast through and yeah. out ride or die but <laughs> no 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 no. there are state lines brother yeah there is at the end of the day that's how she rolls he got really jersey on me we speak about people being themselves man no, no frankie's a fucking yeah he's a real long fucker that's for <laughs> yeah, sure for sure but he's a he's a warrior, man. Uh, speaking of freight, who were your idols in uh, growing up, man? Uh, did, were you a, a tough uh, Ultimate Fighter one? That's when I leaped on. I saw Diego Sanchez. I was like, this guy's amazing. Forrest Griffin was fun. And then uh, Anderson Silva from there. Uh, who got you into the sport? I mean, uh, was it just wrestling and then uh, people around you were talking about mixed martial arts? Nah, bro. <laughs> it goes way deeper than that. Okay. Um, so my my dad, he uh, well, one, I was born the same year the UFC came out. So okay. ninety three, baby. I was, I was like maybe six months old. I don't know, but um, but yeah, my dad was just super into it. My dad was just a my whole family was just notorious street fighters. So and, and everybody around the area knew not to not to fuck with my family. Seriously. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. My dad, my dad got into some serious trouble a couple of times. Did um, he box or was it just like nasty street fighting? Because there is a difference. So like, so my whole family, my whole family wrestled, right? And they're all oh, just I didn't, Kentucky, know, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, they're all Kentucky hillbillies. Uh, you know, my like my uh my uncle was our first state champion. He was like 1976, he was state champ. But uh Oh my God, yeah. you really are born in it. <clears throat> yeah, my, my dad, 
my dad was just really into fights and he would take me to cage fights like when I was like six, six and seven and stuff like that. And then when I got into wrestling around that age, it just kind of transformed. Like I would bleach my hair every, uh, like every other tournament to try to be like Tito Ortiz. I, like Peter Ortiz was, was my idol, like my first, I would say my first idol along. Uh, we know what that means. How many Jenna Jameson's uh, stains do we have over the, the teenage Jared Brooks room? <laughs> <laughs> I, Here's my I, idol, man. I'm doing it for Tito. <laughs> for Jenna. <laughs> this is for Jenna. <laughs> for Jenna. Dude, talk about <laughs> trading up. He traded up. Oh man. Uh <laughs> it just it he just should have ended his career after the UFC. If he would have just ended his career after the UFC, I would have been like, damn Tito, you really ended it on a really good note. But he's done fucked that up with Bellator. I gotta argue he knocked out Chuck. Ray, that has Ryan to Bader too. Feel good. Ryan Bader too. He beat Ryan Bader. Did I will he? give him that. Wait, post yeah. yeah, Bellator. No, he knocked bro. out Ryan Bader. Don't lie. I am not lying, bro. Fake news. Fake news. No, dude. I'm pretty sure I follow. I know he first. Liam McGeary. Uh, uh, Chael? No, was it Chael or Vondelay? Who the fuck was it? I think it was Chael. Yeah, yeah, he tapped Chael. He tapped Chael. I'm trying to remember. Post UFC Slamenko. Oh, I, I don't remember the Stefan Bonner fight. When the fuck did Bonner fight in Bellator? What? I don't remember. No, no, Stephen he, Bonner fight in choked out Bader UFC 132. Oh, okay. I thought that was Bellator. Yeah, my mind must be all jumbled up. All that, white uh, guys look the I, same, man. I get it. See, you're not <laughs> racist if you see it the same way. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader looks like, looks like. Um, oh man, I don't want to sound like a dick, but I, I gotta do it. Ryan Bader looks like. Um, what's his name that plays Deadpool? Oh, okay. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds with Down syndrome. Oh my goodness. He Bless does. Yourself, Jared, bless yourself. Please. <laughs> I bless myself twice for you. I'm, I'm sorry, Ryan Bader. I mean, at oh. least Ryan Reynolds is like one of the most good looking dudes in the world. I'd rather be like like a, a Down syndrome Ryan, whatever his name is. Let me twist it. He looks like a tough Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. Tough Ryan Reynolds. Or, so, yeah. Men- go ahead. Mentors. And again, we're being joined by Jared Brooks fighting in a few hours. Could be in 20 minutes. I'm not sure exactly the time difference. Again, <laughs> Lito Adewang, one championship, next generation three. Follow Jared, Instagram, Twitter, OnlyFans, at the underscore monkey god. Who are some of your mentors and idols outside of Tito and Jenna? Oh, uh, and <laughs> Jenna. Um, Big fan of know, her work. From there, it was, it was like, you know, Kevin Randleman. Um, boss Rutten. You got. Uh, it's pretty cool. You got the fight in Pancrase too. Yeah, super you, crazy. In terms of like encyclopedia, you check off all the boxes. You fought in Akmat. It's called Akmat. Akmat. You fought yeah. in Japan, Russia, now Singapore. Um, where else do you want to fight? I mean, the iron the the irony of this all is that you're from a place called Warsaw, which is in Warsaw, Indiana, Poland. Yeah, it's, like, it's <laughs> almost your destiny that you were gonna travel all over the world. 
I literally haven't left like 50 miles of my house, like growing up. And you're going to fucking everywhere where, around the world. Where are you at right now? New York? Uh, Long Island, which it's about 40 miles from Manhattan. But nobody goes to the city, really. Yeah, I feel you. You go for work, but it's like you look at city people as soft. We, we say like there's no wrestlers that come out of city. There's no athletes because there's no fields there. It's, I mean, maybe they play basketball. It's too media affiliated. It's true. That was a blanket. That was a blanket statement. Yeah, it's a blanket statement. There's too much, too much, too much media in the inside, in the inside of the. uh, Dude, there's all that fucking media and money. It's like, that's New York. Well, no, it's just how people's personalities are. Like, especially when when you when you're around, you know, like that that Kim Kardashian vibe. You know, all those girls like in New York that are just you know strutting their shit around, and every girl's wanting to be that girl. You know, I'm happy like in the country. You ain't really seeing that in, in the town. They're just going on with their business and, and just doing their work and living regular lives, not egomaniacs. I don't know. You, you seem like you're you're looking in the camera uh, to like look at an X in the eyes. Like you're saying, you see me, bitch. You see me yeah. <laughs> go down the Bob's bar and make me a fucking whiskey scour, you bitch. I see it. Man. You want to talk about it? What was her name? <laughs> what was her name? <laughs> Jenna? Can't say Jenna. I'll know you're lying. <laughs> oh, God. I can't. Oh. <laughs> wow. Bro, I'm... I'm sober. I'm, I, I would say... I'm sober. I've been six months sober. <laughs> That is perfectly cool. <laughs> um, besides, you do, besides you like, do uh, uh, CBD uh, at your dispensary. Oh, we sell everything, bro. We sell um, THC, CBD. We sell we the uh, flower CBD pre rolls. We got we got everything, bro. How do we? How? What's the website? Can I buy it? Go well. No, you you can possibly go to Treehouse. Um, that's the CBD company right next to us, which we get our CBD from. But um, Greenhouse of Walled Lake is where I work, and we're mostly just a just a cannabis dispensary. We just sell weed, if, if you want to call it that. Websites, websites. I, I literally, you could go back and watch. I literally spoke about. Uh, I said, Jared Brooks is what every fight fan should want. Somebody who is just. 10 out of 10 promoter fight night. It's, it's pure. There's no hiding it. All the feelings and emotion came out. The camp was done. The fight is won. His hand is raised. All the emotion comes out. This is a real promotion as core. And then I said, you know, there's some fighters who went, when the, the cameras are on in between camps there, what's the website promote, promote. We need to work yeah. on your promotion game, brother. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of, of issues with that as far as me too as far as like um as far as trying to to find the the right fit and um or then you're too quiet and then it's like you're you're trying to have a happy meeting next thing you know you're doing coke off a stripper's asshole and you're like is this what you (laughs) wanted is this what you wanted america (laughs) no we're not we're trying to get jared brooks 
just the cool guy he is being himself. We don't need the, the crazy sex tape to come out. Yeah. <laughs> to get exactly, some man. Clicks. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, to be me in the meantime, man. Like, I mean, I work really hard. Um, you know, I might seem like a happy go lucky guy, but I mean, I, I work to where I am and I've, I've worked to, to get everything I have. And so I, um, I mean, I'll be work when I'm not in the gym. I'm, I'm over at the dispensary. And then when I'm not there, I'm just here with my dog for two hours a day and then sleeping and then going right back at it again. And um, it just makes me so much more hungrier. And the, the, the things that are, uh, that are encompassed in my life and the things I, I can control, that's what excites me. I literally, bravo, by the way, that was fucking beautiful. Jared Brooks at the underscore monkey gun, IG, Twitter, OnlyFans. I, I literally just said to my wife, I go, you, you can uh, just give me the controllables. You can't control what you can't control what you can. And that because anxieties, like you said, man, there's so much shit going on. But I believe your confidence comes from your hard work. Is that true? Um, you know, I think it's just encompassing throughout the years. Um, you know, I've been doing jujitsu since I was like nine and been doing boxing really? since I was like 13. And so I've been, yes. been wrestling since I was six. Um, you know, just doing all that and then starting Muay Thai at like 15 stuff like that and then my had my first fight at 14 and then MMA? You know, I had, yeah i had 20 i had 28 uh no i had 29 um amateur fights Holy so from shit. from from 14 to 20 i had 29 mma fights what advice would you give to uh theodore who uh theodore savit who i just spoke to he's he's I, I literally just told him there was a guy that hawani spoke to mayo ev uh this british guy who I think he was like 28 and two as the amateurs. I think we're going to see more of MMA getting from the boxing. You're already ahead of the curve, but I think moving forward, uh, you're going to see the, the build up the amateur, get your mistakes out there. Why did that happen? The, the so many amateur fight. I think it's a genius idea. I mean, uh, like Lomachenko had 10 uh, or 14 pro fights and he had like 200 amateur fights. Uh, why were you such the head of the curb? Is this your dad who was uh, uh, kind of managing things behind the scenes who said, no, 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 we need to, was there a certain strategy? This is, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. Um, my dad, my dad was just, um, just pushing. Like I said, he was just pushing me and uh, I don't, I don't really know. He, he always, he's so quiet. But he isn't somebody really like, dude, uh, your son had 10 fights. He's good. He had 15 fights. He's good. He has 20. Let him turn pro. Like it, it takes a certain amount of confidence that, maybe your your dad is is just the the source of the confidence where it's like you have such a, a strong backing that it can it's like it makes your defense even stronger like bravo to excellent dads bravo to excellent dads yeah my dad is a badass he's uh he's definitely a, a hard hard ass he's a hard motherfucker that's for sure but um but yeah he's one of the best dads that that anybody successful would want as a dad um, he, he's definitely pushed me to my highest, highest limits in the world. So, um, yeah, bravo to my dad. He's, he's done, he's done me good. But, um, besides that, my dad, he, um, <clears throat> he's, he's done a lot of bad in, in his life and he's wanted to change my brother and I's perspective, you know, on the world. And 
he's done it. He did it, man. My brother is way more successful than I will probably ever be outside of MMA. He's uh, he's definitely he's just working remotely at his house. So who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want to just be chilling on the couch on the computer remotely working? You're you're so damn modest, man. Uh, I love it. It's like, dude, you're you're traveling the world. It's like I'm, I'm sure he's he's his. That he has the same ass cheek print in his couch for now, like 15 months. I'm sure his is he's got his ball hair all over. Who knows what the hell? Like he's down hey, the, the he rabbit hole. A new jet ski. He's chilling, man. He's he's living in Florida. He's living his best life, oh, man. Florida remote is different story. That's a different yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. He won. He won. He beat us all. Yeah. He's in Inglewood. He's where where all the rich old people are. <laughs> <laughs> How old is he? Uh, he's only three years older than me, man. He could oh be every. God. He could. He could be. He could be every. Like if he, him and Audrey, if my brother had a nine-week camp, I bet you he could knock out Adriana Moraes. He's that nasty with the hands. Are we talking kickboxing fight or MMA? I'm talking MMA. Period. Um, mm-hmm. my, my, my brother has no no way of kick, kickboxer, but um, better wrestler but yeah, than you. He's a stronger wrestler than me, and that's saying something. What weight was he? Uh, he's 35 in college. The 133 he's stronger in college. than you? I would say he's stronger than me. I don't believe it. Maybe there's a technique he knows on you. He knows if he, like, tickles you behind the knee, you just go, like, oh, Jenna. Like, it's his hips, his, uh, like, uh, you know, it's like the, the generation and then the generation. Like, I wouldn't say he's, he's technically smarter than me, in the game of, of, of mixed martial arts, but he is just a brawny bully, like, like a Yoel, Coleman, like a, like a, Yoel, like a Yoel Romero, just throw you for five on your dome. Okay. That's scary. That's not, and not get tired and not get tired and not get tired. So he's Yoel minus the rice and beans. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's not that, that yoked and ripped. But my brother is just thick. I'm not thick at all. I have skinny legs. I have a, a skinny, skinny torso. You know what I'm saying? Like my brother is just that. Like his whole leg is my torso. And I wish I had that. Oh man. The Brooks household growing up, man. That must have been fucking chaos. Yeah, it really was. It made me the man I am right now, that's for sure. He, it, my my brother and my dad, they were the biggest hecklers and the, the biggest uh, bullies you have ever met in your life. <laughs> well, when you look back, man, I mean, you're ready in a good, like a reflective state of mind. You understand that it was all part of building you to where you are. A lot of people don't realize that till later in life, but oh, man, if I, I bully, I bully kids all the time. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't care if they're, they're 12 to 18. <laughs> Are we like, talking I'm, Call of Duty? Are we talking? No, no. If I'm in the room with you, like if we're in a, in a wrestling room with you and I, I see you just joking around and smiling, I'll tell you to shut the fuck up. I'll be like, get to your shit and do your shit. You're here to, you're here to do one job. You're here to do your work. Get your work done, then joke. You know what I'm saying? Is coaching but, in your future? I've always coached. I I still coach kids, you know. Uh, it's just if if I'm if I'm one on one with them, or if I see that they're that they need that like like fatherly guidance, like how my dad gave me, 
you know, and they're trying to go down the same road I am, you know, I might as well just kind of spread that out a little bit. I'm not going to be a dick necessarily, but I'm going to make them, make them know that I'm serious with love, you know, because <laughs> that's the only way that you can really push people that are, that are naturally talented. The people that aren't naturally talented, they'll push themselves because they already know where they're at. People with natural talent, they never know where they're at because they don't know their own talent, you know? So when you don't know your own talent, that's when you got to be like, you're here, motherfucker. You need to get your shit, you know, there, you know, but or else you won't grow. People with talent sometimes won't grow and they need to put the hard work underneath it. It's amazing what you said too, like uh, coaching or teaching with love. I heard uh, an excellent podcast with Lex Friedman, who he has a wrestling background. I I need to figure out what exactly it is. I know he does judo and jujitsu and he's, wears uh ties a lot and uh he speaks about ceos he said elon musk leads with fear the google guy leads with love and i think it takes more energy to lead with love because fear is easy like my father lived with fear this guy from israel who was in the army who knows how many (laughs) palestinians he's killed he's he comes home it's like yep yep Isaac, you are fat. Stop eating pizza. <laughs> like it was good for me. It was good for me. But, yeah. but fear. I want I have a baby boy. <laughs> He's yeah. almost one years old. I want to lead with love. Oh, and it takes yeah. more effort for love. And I appreciate you said that, man. Yeah, because uh, I mean, as far as it like if I see that a kid is, is struggling and I'm pushing him too hard, you know, I'm he might not want to do the sport again. And I don't want to be the person that makes him not want to do the sport. I want to be the person that drives him to, to really enjoy it. I don't care if we, if, if we don't have to even do a double leg that day, we can play dodgeball. We can just chill. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. is isn't even about, isn't even about the sport. It's one building a connection. And two with, with kids, especially man, like I can, I don't understand how I don't have, like, I don't, even, I don't understand how I have a job right now when I could have, you know, like, 50 parents around Michigan and I'm literally 125 pounds. I can work with any kid (laughs) from kindergarten to high school to college. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, that's how I could be making my money, but it is a little bit, a bit, a little bit stressful being a workout partner. And it it will always be there like that, uh, that career path. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But I'd rather be an MMA coach. I'd rather be somebody that's that's trying to to strive for real, real, true greatness. In my opinion, which I mean, you can win an Olympic medal and stuff like that, and 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 still be great. But dude, you the the trials and tribulations into fighting, man. I promise you, you will never ever get a harder sport than that. Question then: What if MMA? become an olympic sport i think it would have headgear and uh shin guards and they'd have to do five minute rounds because you know everybody would die in 15 minutes three weeks like it'd be like the the mma world championships what's going on right now like the one that jose torres won like uh what i've heard of the combat i've been watching sambo championships pretty cool shit yeah, they they did uh they did the amateur world championships or something like that. And, uh, Dude, I'm yeah. learning so much shit. There's yeah. a world championship. Yeah, the amateur world championships. Like Jose Torres won that one year. Um, yeah, 
It sounds like you want that fight back. I I was just thinking about that. Like, what is he even reading, doing though? Know? No disrespect. He's, he's fighting. He's fighting for brave. So you kind of, you kind of. I don't know. You kind of. I, I, him. I, I don't know, man. He he's making money. He's he's making he's making money with all them Saudis, man. Saudi Arabians <laughs> motherfuckers got money, dog. Got the Arab money. <laughs> Give me that money, shit. Oh um, my goodness. But yeah, I, dude, I, to be honest, I wish I I wish that I wasn't like uh I wish I could go into multiple contracts. You know, like like how I was when I was with when I was with Pancrase, I could I could fight with you know World Series of Fighting and then Pancrase and then go to Chechnya and then you know keep that's how you really make your name around. But but now I mean nothing. I one FC I am completely content with being those get with those guys those guys are amazing promotion they they promote all of their guys really well um only thing that that i'm uh fearful of just a little bit is i'm american and uh you know i can i can get an american fan base over there and i can i can even build a filipino or malaysian fan base but anytime that i go against anybody from the malaysian area i'm going to be enemy number one no matter what and uh but but at the same time i can be the heat i can be the heel but be the good guy at the end of the day and i think that's how i'll end up trumping into to being one of their best champions i didn't want to ask this because i know you're in a tough spot but <clears throat> it seems like it's a comfortable chair so yeah. <laughs> oh yeah so you speak about the your style, you as a person, persona, speaking your truth, obviously backing it up, walking the walk, talking the talk. Wouldn't that go back on what Chatri said years ago? I heard that he's like, we are different. That, I mean, should he just allow the fights to play out? Like, is he going to step in to say anything? Dana White has made it clear that he's like, I don't give a fuck what Colby Covington says to Kamaru Usman. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very smart. It's very cool. It's how I would treat it. Politics, religion, just it's whatever. He go, he's drinking with Dana White with the Muslim Khabib there. He's like, he's literally. Man, I would I would never try to hurt anybody's culture or like that's why I meant with like the mullet thing. Like I, I felt really bad about uh, about saying that because I didn't know it was part of a Filipino culture. I didn't know so, either. he didn't even say that in the promo. See, that's the thing, too. The promo team didn't even like say because I'm sure he said it as my culture and religion. See, the promo team cut that out, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it could just be, you know, like hearsay or something like that. But like at the same at the same time, it's it's, a, it's OK that they did it. You know, I'm not trying to look like the bad guy and I'm not trying to look like a villain or anything like that. You're going to bring them dollars, my man. You are bringing yes. them dollars. Yes, but I've I've also I want to maintain my my structure as being a man and not selling out my character. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Again, no strippers, no coke. It's it's hard. It is hard to to find that that middle balance that makes Windu kind of mentality. But um, but I it's a I purple really, saber, uh, bitch. Yeah, like we're in. I'm in the middle of the the dark and light. I can uh, I can do both. Let's just say that. And that's fighting at its purest, man. Dark and light, and uh, true that. 
literally when Izzy said that he's, he's ready for the darkness, like I believe everybody has a, I mean, did you ever see that video of George St. Pierre in the hospital? He says you have to be a little off to be in the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty off. That's for sure. <laughs> Not really. I think we're just, you're now maybe the, you're the third fighter. I brought this up to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I love Stephen. Kelvin Gastelum, who actually got me suspended because he didn't like a joke I made about Mexicans. Um, well, but I am Mexican, I, I told him. But Isaac Feldman yeah. doesn't sell it. They're like, yeah, you're, you are? Isn't it like a 10th uncle? Like, are you you're really Mexican? Okay. I'm like, no, I am. I heard, Kelvin, I heard Kelvin's actually cool. He must have been cutting weight or something. I was, no, it was before UFC 234, months before he was getting ready for Whitaker. And you remember he had a Chalupa the night before the fight and he couldn't fight her. No, no, Robert got, actually, that was Robert got sick. I'm trying to make fun of Kelvin, but it was Robert who yeah. didn't go up. Um, yeah, he, he did not like my, uh, <laughs> and he is a cool guy. You see him hang out with Uriah Hall. You, you see him, uh, he does the broadcast. Yeah, guys- the guy's a pothead. How could you not be a cool guy? That's what it was. I fucked up because I didn't talk about like the chocolate. Who? Kelvin. He didn't like me bringing it up. And I was high during the interview. Oh. I was baked. <laughs> like, what was he expecting? Like, I looked at the camera and I said, I'm high right now. I go, thank you. I said my old boss's name. I said, thank you for no drug testing. He was so awkward. He was coffee analyst, slicked hair suit, Kelvin. That's what I think it was. I think he was confused. It was a very nice studio. There's a lot of executives. And then he has this guy in a Hawaiian shirt with tigers. My my brother says I look like a Filipino casino waiter. His atmosphere changed real quick, I guess. Yeah, it was hot off. So he changed his mentality a little bit. It was a, it was a bad job in the. I should have brought up that. Uh, yeah, I might bring up your weed suspension. What do we have a hooker in the room? Huh? Do we have a hooker in the room? Is it that that no, time of day? It is not a hooker. It's James. Is my coach. Brooks getting his rocks off. No, it's James, my coach. <laughs> oh, what's up, James? What'd you say? I said, what's up, James? <laughs> James is like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know. I really think it's a hooker. I'm just getting. This is an interview. Does he got to go to sleep? Sorry, coach. My bad. I'm keeping him up. This is my fault. Hold up. So while Jared Brooks kicks the hooker out of his room. No, <laughs> no I said after the fight. I, said after the... <laughs> Jared, no. I love you, man. Good luck with the fight. I, I truly believe you're going to win. There's bigger and greater things, man. Your journey, everything seems like on point. My God, you must be a superstar when you go back home. Good luck to you. I don't know about that, bro. I, I mean, when I do go back home, I get some love. That's for sure. But. I, uh, you know, the, the fight game, you ain't, if you ain't Le- LeBron James, you ain't Israel Adesanya. LeBron you know? doesn't fight. I know. I'm just saying like <laughs> LeBron, LeBron James, if he was to get a fight, then he would sell like 
like a million. Oh, come more. on, Matt Mitrione goes back to Indiana. He's getting over the pants handies wherever he goes. Are you kidding me, Matt Mitrione? When he goes to Indiana, he's getting handed a, a fucking burger and fries and going home. That's what he's doing in Indiana, dude. Have you ever been to Indiana? Uh, no. I want to. Yeah, go over there. You'll see. I like Matt, and I like you. Seems like it produced cool some corn, some corn stalks, and some hay. Maybe a few nice towns with some lakes. There's some. Really, they're always nice people, though. Always great. Indiana people are great people. It sounds peaceful. It is peaceful. Yeah, just farming life. Jason Aldean. Well, it's all balance. You're in crazy cities now. You're fighting for terrorists. Uh, not Shatri, everybody. I'm not going <laughs> to mention the name because he'll like. <laughs> I'm not going to mention the guy. Jared Brooks, the world traveler. Where in the world is Jared Brooks? He is fighting one championship, next generation. Thra, that's three, three. Hey, hey uh, what's your YouTube channel? Is it Ike? Ike the gun. Uh, I'm waiting to get sued by the UFC for the octagon, octagon. That's why, yeah, they should, they shouldn't sue you for that. <laughs> but the octagon. Hey man, keep, keep on, keep on, keep on promoting yourself and the in the way that that you're doing. And I mean, this has been definitely one of my favorite interviews that I've I've had inside and outside of the UFC. So keep this up. I mean. I think that uh, that your vibe is great, and the questions that you ask are not like you know out of this too out of this world or too comfortable, you know. So I appreciate that, man, and it's been a fun fun conversation. Likewise, brother. Seriously, that that means a lot. I really appreciate it. Um, thanks, man, and have a good yeah, fight. No problem, Kick ass again. Follow Jarrett, Instagram, Twitter, Grinder. No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> <laughs> Davis and Figueredo, man. <laughs> oh, my God. What a way to end it. Full circle. Go check out your homeboy. Oh, <laughs> my God. Full circle. Jared fucking Brooks. Full circle. Amazing. <laughs> Let's end it on that. Brother, good luck right, with everything. Right. I really appreciate the time. Yeah, appreciate you too, dog. Peace out. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.